Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the final week of the regular season. Welcome to the Pump Fake. Jerry Bailey joined by Ben Raven and his Seattle Mariners gear. Good, good to see you, buddy. How are you? I'm all right, man. Um, yeah, it's the last week of the regular season. And started feeling that a little bit, <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a different different uh, deal around these parts. You know, it's kind of like we don't we don't know what next week's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be locker room clean out on Monday or uh, covering a playoff team. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time in a very long time that the Detroit Lions are playing meaningful football in the final week of the regular season. Um, Six so years. This, this is a very exciting time for. Yeah, I mean, you've said you've been. You've been on the beat for what? This is your fourth year doing it. Yeah, this is my fourth season. Yep, and they've okay. been last place every year, but this year, Jesus, <laughs> last place at the end of the year, and also last place through November and December of all of those seasons too. Mm. So, I mean, it's <laughs> a welcome change. No, it is. It's been fun. It's been different. It's been refreshing. It's been writing different stories, and it's just kind of been. It came at a good time too. Getting back in the locker room, getting one-on-one opportunities, just kind of getting back into the swing of things. It's just been tired, but like it's a good tired. It's a good motivated tired. You know, it's like holy <laughs> shit! I've had maybe one or two days off since the end of July, but whatever. Here we are. <laughs> uh, in terms of the quarterback play, um, I do want to bring this up. Since week twelve, in terms of EPA plus completed percentage over expected, Jared Goff is fourth in the NFL behind Jalen Hurts. Sam Darnold is number two. That is a complete anomaly in itself. But it's Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, and then Patrick Mahomes is fifth. So that just shows you how well he's been playing uh, since Thanksgiving. Um, And and just how well this Lions team has been doing as well. There's another one that I wanted to bring up because um, uh, in terms of team tiers based off of offensive EPA and defensive EPA per play, uh, the Detroit Lions are near the top of the NFL um, in terms of where they rank. So they are in, um, they're hovering on the second and third tier, but the first tier is made only of the 49ers. So um, they're on, in the second tier with teams like the Cowboys, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, somehow the Steelers, and then the Detroit Lions are in that second tier as well. So they've been playing excellent football down the stretch when they've needed it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, they'll need a little bit of help if they win as well, right? They'll need Seattle. Do they need Seattle to lose? They need Seattle to lose and they need to beat the Packers, so it's okay. uh, they need a little help. The Packers are winning in, the Seahawks are win, and then Packers lose and they're in. So it's kind of the Lions are rooting for the Seahawks to lose, the Seahawks are rooting for the Lions to win. It's uh, <laughs> it's sloppy, man. But no, Jared Goff, I mean, Jared Goff's been the consistent presence on this streak, dating back to week 10. and I mean, the only people who are still dogging on him or ranking him so low in their quarterback rankings are the the take protectors, the guys who right. aren't ready to admit that they were wrong or the guys that don't allow guys like him to kind of bounce back. Because, right. I mean, shoot, I don't know how you've watched Jared Goff since week 10, and he's been one of the shit, like seven or eight best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's been clean. It's been good. He's throwing downfield. He's spreading the ball around. He's not fumbling. He's not doing taking stupid sacks. He's not – extending plays i mean he, everything he needed to fix he he's fixed this year so it's kind of like me i was like off this train like as soon as i could be but like he's really kind of changed my tune to i'm 95 percent positive he'll play out his contract as the starting quarterback in detroit like that's i'm there i'm there like i'm there <laughs> it's not I, I he's played his he's played himself into that like you just have to give him props for that i mean he, he proved me 80% wrong about him. Still a lot way to go. But, um, I think he's more than a bridge. Yeah, and in terms of adjusted EPA per play since week 12, he leads the NFL in that category. Um, and then the rest of the top five is Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Sam Darnold, Patrick Mahomes. So that same five from the first category, but um, a little bit reshuffled, and Jared Goff is on the top of that. Yeah, it, it's phenomenal just uh, just how well that he's played. And that's not to say that he's a I – mean, we've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when everything is right around him, he can be very productive. Um, saying that he's played well doesn't mean that you think he's an elite quarterback. I don't think anybody's going to no, say that. No, but, yeah. but you know, if you have, if you build a team well where you have a great offensive line, give him a couple targets and a reliable run game, just about any guy can play well. But Jared Goff, I think, has exceeded. He's not just 
If you put David Blau in that offense, I don't think the team is as good as what I'm trying to say. Jerry Goff deserves a lot of credit for how well the offense is playing. No, and I, I just think, um, gosh, I mean, I mean, you look at Geno. Geno's had a good season, but he's been really inconsistent. I think Jared Goff's been like, I'm not ready to put him in that like, <laughs> like you said, but like he's better than like he's been better than Geno Smith this year. I think the last, at least the last ten weeks, it's just. Uh, and it's weird that everybody, you know, decided to give all the love and attention to Geno Smith. Uh, in the first half of the season. Yeah, Take no, I get it. Yeah. And now we're at a point where Jared Goff has played his butt off in the second half of the season to get the uh, the lines back into this thing. And yeah, um, I think the vast majority of NFL fans uh, not from Wisconsin would love to see <laughs> would love to see the lines get in. Uh, but they're going to have to do something that they haven't done in a very long time. And that's win in Lambeau to do it. Yeah, they they've won in Lambeau more recently than they had through the previous thirty years, but it's still the big boss at the end of the line. You know, it's right. still the big boss level. It's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Lambeau Field. It's under the lights. I mean, it's a team that doesn't. It's a franchise that doesn't play in prime time much. It's a gosh. It's their first Sunday night football road game since twenty fourteen. I think that's a Good really freaking long time. And none of the guys that are on this team were on that team. So. <laughs> So no, it's a uh, gosh. I really don't have a good read on this weekend's game because both the Packers and Lions are both playing really well right now, and the Packers are kind of. I, I don't know if I were the Packers, I would look at the exact blueprint from that Carolina game and just say, "Oh yeah, we're just going to run Dylan and Jones down their throat until they stop us, and then when they crowd the box, we're going to play action and let Aaron Rodgers cook you apart." I mean, I think Green Bay's plan of attack should be pretty simple. Watch that Carolina game over and over again, and that's how you beat this Lions team. But Green Bay got cute back in week nine, man. They had a couple chances. I mean, Detroit really wasn't moving the ball, and Green Bay was kind of moving the ball, but they got cute. the ball over three times in the red zone. Fourth and goal at the one-yard line, and they try throwing it back to the the, the left tackle by Dakari, and it's just like Aiden Hutchinson was waiting there ready for it. But, yeah, four straight incompletions to win the game in the red zone. I mean, it was a, that was the turning point for both of these teams. Both of these yeah. teams have been – the hottest team, two of the hottest teams in the league, barring the elite, elite teams at the top. It's been, it's exciting. It's really cool to be last regular season game of the season. Like, um, man, I predicted this team to win eight games this year, but like, I didn't have them closing the season Sunday night football in a potential do or die game at Lambeau Field. That's pretty, pretty awesome. And hats off to Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes for sure. Um, sticking in the division, the uh, Vikings are playing for second place uh, in the NFC. They're going to need a little bit of help from the Arizona Cardinals as well to beat the 49ers. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be. Speaking either... of David Blau. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of David Blau, um, he, it's either going to be him. I think Colt McCoy got cleared. So, the, mm. whomever they decide to put under center, um, Vikings fans are going to be very big fans of that quarterback. Yeah. Um, Two sides of the coin, though, for these teams. Um, we'll see what the Vikings decide to do. Like, if they just think, yeah, David Blau's playing, we'll play our starters for, like, the first half and then let whomever come in. Who is their backup? I feel like I should know this. The um, Vikings? Yes. Oh, uh, isn't it Nick Mullins? I I think, like yeah, you're right. Nick Mullins, Mullins yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just in last week. I just can't remember who it was. That's right. Yeah. So it would probably be – I mean, if I was the – if I was the Vikings, I would – I would probably do that. Let them play the first half, get like a comfortable, like 10 point lead. If you're up by 10, pull everybody. Probably not thinking that David Blau is going to lead uh, an upset victory over the 49ers. Um, but we'll, we'll see what they decide to do um, in terms of the quarterbacks in this game. Kirk Cousins. Um, no, he's Kirk Cousins. He's played well. He's 11th in the NFL since week 12 and adjusted DPA per play. Justin Fields is 31st, which is last in terms of quarterbacks who have had at least a hundred snaps. Um, the Bears have been one of those teams where, yeah, they have a few highlight plays per game until they inevitably lose, sometimes by 15, sometimes by two, depending on, on the week. But this is a game that the Vikings need, um, and we'll especially yeah. to carry some momentum into the playoffs after that embarrassing loss to Green Bay. I, I think the Bears are starting Nathan Peterman this weekend, so the Vikings might as well roll their third stringers out. Did they make that official without the starting Peterman? Yeah, I think Fields is out with a hip injury, so it's it's a Peterman game. I think you try – maybe you try to get the Jefferson to 2,000 yards before halftime and call it good. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a good idea. I would just – every every play is just a go ball to Justin Jefferson. And <laughs> Justin, get out of there. But no, 
I know it, it's it's because it's uh if Detroit gets the seven seed, it's looking very likely it's going to be the Niners because I think if the Niners win, they're the two seed. I believe I think yeah. the Vikings yeah. need a Niners loss and a win, which is what what a collapse by the Vikings down the yeah, stretch man. here. Just like my goodness, I I know they're not an elite team, but they're a hell of a lot better than what they showed last week. Just yeah, like, in terms of in terms of that tier list that I brought up since week. 12 in terms of these team tiers the 49ers but in their own tier tier one then the tier two that i brought up tier three is chargers jaguars Bengals, packers panthers hmm. and then tier four it's like hovering between raiders patriots and then we don't see the minnesota vikings until tier five which is yeah. teams like miami tampa bay baltimore the giants um the Rams a little bit so yeah. th- and what do all those teams have in common they've struggled down the stretch um yeah. so Minnesota Vikings falling right into that. Although I will say this about them. I mean, you bring up those teams. The one thing that I think is more concerning about the Vikings than those teams is Baltimore, injured quarterback. Um, Tampa Bay has been bad all year. I think that they're just an anomaly in themselves. Miami, injured quarterback. Um, So these other teams that have had quarterback issues, like you've got Washington hovering on that tier as well, back and forth quarterback battle. Um, that that's something to leave for concern if you're the Vikings where you know you haven't you've been kind of blessed by the injury bug haven't been bit too hard by it um and they just struggled down the stretch Uh, I think a lot of it can be put on the fact that you know the story of the season for their defense has been yeah they're you can you can put up yards on this defense um we'll see we'll see how it goes into the playoffs man because if they're the three seed they are likely going to play the Giants the Giants barely lost the game that yeah. they played against Minnesota a few weeks ago in Minnesota on a 61-yard field goal. If they play again, I think the Giants beat them. And, and honestly, if I'm Minnesota, that sounds like a lot better matchup than facing the freaking Lions for the third time. I mean, seriously. Or Green Bay. Or Green Bay. It, it looks like that. I mean, in all likelihood, it seems like the Packers will be that team. Yeah. But either way, if you're the Vikings, you're like, yeah, it's kind of a pick-your-poison type situation. Do you play the Giants who – you know, yes, you beat, you can probably beat again, but it, it's going to be difficult. Or do you want to play a division rival for the third time? Both yeah. of which could very easily beat you. That's yeah. I'd, I'd be all right with that. New York coming to Minnesota thing. So hey, I'm, so, Hey, I'm right. The 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 I'm all right. Going to San Francisco too. That'd be all right by me. <laughs> I'm riding, I'm riding the Brian Dable train. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I said oh, in April. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I said in April that team could be a playoff team, and I'm taking my victory lap on that these past couple of weeks. Um, in terms of the AFC, though, obviously everything that went down last week puts a huge asterisk on everything going on in the AFC. Um, great to know that Demar Hamlin is awake, talking, awesome. facetiming his team. Like that is the best news that any of us could have gotten this week from everything that happened last Monday night. Um, However, there's now a bunch of scenarios that will go into <laughs> where the AFC title game will be played, depending on who is in it. Um, it looks like the, the Chiefs are going to be the number one seed if they win. I don't see Jared Stidham, by the way. There is a big movement going on on Bill's Twitter where they are just trying to connect all the dots where, okay, Jared Stidham, his the last letter of his first name, the first three letters of his last name, spelled D-Ham, Damar Hamlin. He wears number three. The Raiders are winning this weekend. Oh if that God. happens, Ben Raven, I will believe in God again. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I love the whole I, – I love stuff like that. Don't get me I wrong. I don't think it's happening. Um, <laughs> but so it looks like the Chiefs are going to be the number one seed. Um, and then, however, this whole thing shakes out where it'll be the bills, the Bengals. I'll have to pull up the list of scenarios. I don't know if you have it in front of you. Um, but it's bar by and large, the AC title game is probably going to be played at a neutral site. Yeah. I think that's the best case scenario for sure. I mean, uh, unless we see like the Jacksonville Jaguars go in the run of a lifetime and we don't have to worry about that. Hey, if the Jags win tonight and the Lions make the playoffs, the world is a better place if the Jaguars and Lions are in the playoffs. You're here. (laughs) But yeah, no, I don't see the Raiders doing much with the Chiefs today. And I don't even, I'm, yeah, does it even matter for the Chiefs? They need a win at least. Is it, is that what it is? They need, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Because I was trying, I've been trying to keep up with it, but it's been like. Okay, so it's a coin toss if this happens, and it's <laughs> yeah. No, if if the Bengals win, then it's a coin toss to see who gets, or if the Ravens win, it's a coin toss to see who hosts the playoff game. I don't know. Dude. All right, here it, it is. Many things. Okay, here it is. Yeah, the, the 
The AFC title game will be this is from NFL.com. The AFC okay. will be played at a neutral site if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie in week 18, and then both teams advance to the AFC title game. And then there's Buffalo and Kansas City both lose. Cincinnati also loses. And then Buffalo and Kansas City goes to the AFC title game. Buffalo and Kansas City both lose. Cincinnati wins in week 18. And then the AFC title game is either Bills Chiefs or Bengals Chiefs. So, okay. So, yeah, it sounds like it's probably going to be a neutral game site. <laughs> so. more, more than likely, it's going to be played at a, at a neutral site. Indianapolis said no. I don't know why Indianapolis would say no to hosting the AFC title game. That's the only Minneapolis will probably have uh, some free time. <laughs> 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 By championship weekend. Uh, yeah, um, I don't see. Yeah, Detroit's replacing their turf and putting in new operation right. systems and stuff, so they're not available either because that's usually where the Bills go when they need a stadium. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh you know i i i think the nfl did the best that they could with this scenario i there was no easy answer and you know what they got people to agree to it so i guess that was the best case scenario out of a very impossible situation to please everyone yeah it looks like they're trying to play you know at like an indoor stadium as well <laughs> to hell with that man go to pittsburgh play, <laughs> play at Acrisure. indianapolis know. said no why would they say no that's such a i don't deal. know yeah Way to piss off the NFL! They're gonna take the combine away from you in two two years. You did. Maybe that's why. Take the combine away. Eat shit. Find find somewhere else to play this damn game. We don't give a damn. It's not our problem. Fuck you. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know what to make of the AFC. It's uh, it's it's even like hard to think about how the Bills are gonna. I mean, I know all the Hamlin news has been positive. Breathing tube removed is the last update I saw, and that's great. But it's still just like, how the hell are those guys gonna be mentally ready to play this weekend? Like that's so crazy. And I think the fact that they know he's awake. No, yeah, yeah. Talking the fact that he Facetimed the team, like surprised the team by Facetiming them in a meeting, like that. Bills by a billion against. Oh yeah, they, you would think so. You would think you know. It just it's all that was some scary stuff, and it really it really, it really rattled every NFL team. I mean, there were. I mean, yeah. that was the focus of the week. I mean, the biggest Lions game in six or seven years, and the focus of the week was kind of like telling human interest stories, which yes. is great. And I'm happy to do, but it was like a really weird because Monday afternoon we got Dan Campbell press conference after the. After the win, you know, that's before the Monday night game took spot. And it was right. like intensity, intensity, intensity. And then the next day we're in the building Wednesday morning. It's like somber. It was just such a tone shift. And, I mean, I was talking to Lions players in the locker room. And my beat partner was talking to Lions players in the locker room. And, I mean, a couple were like, man, I, I mean, we're going to play. I'll do whatever the guys want to say. But, like, if I was Buffalo, I don't think I'd be playing this weekend. So it was all like a – yeah, it's it's just been a roller coaster. And it's just – uh. It was humanizing. It was dehumanizing. Uh, just uh, you know, uh, but hey, I, I mean, the most important thing is that Hamlin's doing all right, and yes. Bill's training staff sounds like they kick ass. So yeah, go. no, I mean, you're seeing all these stories come out about the the head trainer who um, was very vital in saving Demar by providing the CPR. The everybody at UC Medical who did everything yeah. like it's amazing. Yeah, humans being humans, man. It's been a week of that, and you know, uh, it. It was very eye-opening to, you know, your own mortality and a state where, you know, going into the game, like Damar Hamlin was living his dream and no one expected anything like that to happen. And if it can happen during an NFL game to people who seem, you know, otherworldly superhuman, uh, it can happen to any of us. So, you know, stay your people, you love them, take care of yourself. And uh, it, it was a very, a very eye-opening week from a human standpoint. Yeah, no, it's uh, not really. I mean, league wide, the focus was on. I mean, it was one central focus this week. You know, the football games were kind of a backdrop. Even right. I mean, shit, Roger Goodell didn't release a public statement until Friday. How bonkers is that? I mean, he yeah. hid in his little cave talking to his little NFL network reporters and doing conference calls and getting leaked memos and stuff. It's like, dude, get your ass out in front of the light and talk. Like, what are you doing? Like, these teams are. I don't know. It just shows the kind of lack of leadership at the top of the NFL. Like the end result was great, but I just think like for him to like, I don't know. I, I didn't like, I, I didn't like that. He didn't release a statement. He didn't do anything publicly facing outside of his own network cocoon until right. Friday. I just think that's super, super lame. There needed to be, I don't know. I, I just think there needed to be a little more from that regard instead of to your own network that you pay. <laughs> yeah, no, I can I can agree with that. I think a lot of people can agree with that, that we need to see more. We need to hear more from Roger Goodell throughout the week. And we didn't. Did you um, make 
million dollars a year. Get your ass in front of the cameras. Here, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I mean, nothing about transitioning into that's out of that's going to be easy. We're happy that DeMar Hamlin's okay. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be playing as fiery as they've played um, in a very long time, probably all season um, against New England, who, by the way, they're currently the number seven seed. They win, they're in. Um, that's, I don't see that happening. Let me pull up the odds for what they are right now. They're seven and a half point dogs on the road. I would hammer Buffalo minus seven and a half. And Buffalo's playing for something. So, mm. God, I didn't know New England was even still in it. They've just they're, they're the current seven seed. So the three teams that is going to come down to in the AFC, uh, New England's the current seven, Miami, it's and then somehow Dolphins. because why the hell not the Pittsburgh Steelers Dude, are right? still very much <laughs> in the mix of things because you the know Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins meltdown and the injuries, man. I can't believe the Steelers are still in it. <laughs> it's. <laughs> You know, it was like a month and a half ago, you and I were talking. Steelers were three and seven. They won five of six. <laughs> then they went five of six. And should have won that first Ravens game. That's mm. right. <laughs> if Mitch Trubisky doesn't <laughs> decide to throw three gifts to oh, the Baltimore man. Ravens, or even then, he can still throw those three gifts. If a field goal doesn't get blocked, Pittsburgh wins, and they yeah. win six straight down the stretch. Like, it is un. It really is. They were three and seven. We were talking about, okay, do they tr- try to, you know, put a package together, move up, and get a guy like Bryce Young? And now, hey, look, we need, and I had Vertoram on earlier this week, and he made a really good point. Let's stop anointing guys after one good game, <laughs> one good drive. Like, we still don't know if Kenny Pickett's the guy going forward. This is great. Like, these last two games, their offense has been god awful for 55 minutes. And then the last drive, they played really well and snuck away with a win against a currently not great team. Um, the fact that it took them to the final minute to beat Tyler Huntley, that's kind of annoying. The fact that it took them to the final minute to get into the red zone against one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Raiders is kind of annoying. Um, and if they do get in, they're going to get curb stomped by whomever they play. Um, but Mike Tomlin, man, he's his death taxes and Mike Tomlin being in it in the final week of the season. And, God yeah, Almighty! No, I, uh, Kenny Pickett in a first-round pick for Derek Carr. Who says no? <laughs> Steelers fans aren't going to like you for that one, buddy. Why not? Why not? I, I you're not hearing a no from me. I know. I'm I, just I, like, I why? Fine. Derek Carr, man, Jesus, Pete's give him a freaking stable coach. Give him a defense that's not yeah. bottom. 12 in the league and let he the hasn't guy... had a defense ranked above 20th since he's entered the league it's and unbelievable and the, the complete time span that he's entered the league they they have the 32nd ranked defense over that time span every time i think i've come to a personal final verdict on like Derek carr i read something that like that and it's like yeah <laughs> really ever gotten a real chance <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like it's, it's kind of like like the, a uh, lot with a little it's kind of like the Angels in baseball, where you read some crazy status like Shohei Otani just did something that hasn't yeah. been done since 1843. Mike Trout hit seven home runs, and the Angels lost ten to eight. Yeah, like one hundred and two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and I think that's where Derek Carr is right now. Is like he's playing well. Like we can look at the numbers the last two seasons. Last year, that's a team that had no business being in the playoffs with everything going on with John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, uh, an interim head coach. They had to win a lot of games down the stretch to get there in the first place, and they were still, you know, it came down to the last play, whether or not they would advance. Um, And then this season, they make a bad head coaching hire from a guy who's proven to be a bad head coach. They they inspired Carolina to keep the interim that's beloved in the locker room. Hopefully they do. Steve Wilkes absolutely deserves uh, at least an opportunity to have a full – season as being head coach and seeing what he can do they've they've played really well down the stretch as well um so if you're Derek Carr I mean hey maybe Carolina's a player for Derek Carr depending on what uh what they decide to do at quarterback I don't look bless Sam Darnold he's played well enough over the last you know month and a half I don't think he's the answer long term there I don't think he's really he's really operated well in that system he has man it's very interesting it's very interesting because it, I think the two options for yeah. them is they keep Darnold, draft a guy, you know, until the wheels fall off Darnold, then they put in whomever they draft, or they make a trade for a guy like Derek Carr. And they're, I mean, 
I'm fascinated to see what happens to uh shoot, I forgot his name. The 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 third round quarterback. Oh, Matt Corral. Yeah, there you go. I I what the heck is he? What no, I mean he got hurt in the training camp, right? Yeah, in the he, got, he got injured in the preseason for the year, so they couldn't really take a look at what they had in him. So all of a sudden you got a third round quarterback you don't know who it is that a previous regime drafted, and then you got Sam Darnold, a quarterback who's performed well for you that the previous regime traded for. But I, yeah. I just think my God, I think Derek Carr. If I was Pittsburgh, if you if you're not committed to pick it, if I was Carolina, I, I, if I was, you know, Tampa Bay freaking out about Tom Brady, yeah, Derek Carr would be at the top of my list because it's like, you know, he's 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 he's. I'll say this: I just talked up. I think Derek Carr's a more stable, better quarterback than Jared Goff. I really think yeah. he's he's in that mix of like guys you can do stuff with. Like he's not he, elite, but he can yeah, he's not elite. Good. I think that he is. At best, like borderline top 10. At worst, he's like 16, 17. Like he's in that like 11 to 17. Yeah. Um, and I think more often than not, he's around 12 to 13 in terms of the best quarterbacks in the league. And hey, and at his best, he's eight, nine, 10. So yeah. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I, I thought about that before we even did this. I was just like, man, Derek Carr would look hella good in Pittsburgh. And I think that would fit very well. You'd give him a coach. You'd find out what this guy is. Is he a franchise quarterback? And that would like, and he'd be a lot better than anything Pittsburgh's got in town right now. And I mean, stop stop forcing Mike Tomlin to make lemonade out of lemons. Like give him give him some prepackaged concentrate. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like <laughs> here's the thing. I would like that too, because I love Derek Carr. And like I've given Kenny Pickett his flowers the past couple of weeks for leading game winning drives. That's great. The offense yeah. has still been bad. And as much as I would like that. I would be violently shocked if they did that. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I just don't think that they're going to. Um, I think the New York Jets is going to be a very interesting team to watch in all of this because if they get Derek Carr, that's it. That's a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, it was they've started right, what yeah. they've had. I think four different quarterbacks out of the game this year. They have Wilson, Flacco, Mike White, Chris Strebler, who is basically what happens if you combine Tim Tebow and a four loco and oh, <laughs> just see man. what happens. Yeah, I, I, I'm fat. That's another one I'm fascinated by. Is are they actually committed to making Zach Wilson work? Because no, you know, man. I don't. I, I don't know what you do with him. I mean, I, he's, he looks so broken. The I, we Joe Douglas can say all he wants. Like, no, nah, we're still we're, we plan on keeping Zach Wilson. No, they don't. God, it's no. hard to just bail on a second overall pick after two years. So it's fucking. Here's the thing, man. <laughs> enough where it shouldn't be. Because uh, no, for sure. yeah, yeah. nothing that he has shown has said, yeah, we can fix this. There's nothing that they can. He's be got no on. trade value. None. No, none. I mean, maybe no. So I, don't, I don't think he has like Sam a, Darnold trade level. I don't even think he'll, he'll get you like a third. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think. No, you, if you move Zach Wilson, it's going to be for like a fifth or a sixth. And at that point, that if you're serious about winning with this defense, who's been fantastic all season long, the weapons that they have, especially at running back now, when uh, when Brees Hall gets healthy, they got three legit guys that they can turn to. Um, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, like they've got guys on that side of the ball. The offensive line has been better. Get a franchise quarterback in there. Don't dilly dally on trying to fix Zach Wilson. You're going to waste what what potential this team has. Get a, get a guy like Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, a grown up in the building who's been there, done that. Don't dilly dally and try to oh you know we can still fix Zach. No, you can't. Yeah. move on from him whether it's releasing him whether it's trading him there's nothing there that can be salvaged at least not by this team who is no. on the rise and needs to capitalize now on what they have and they're at pick 13 so you're out of bryce young territory and i don't think uh the kentucky cat and i am warming on anthony richardson but i don't think he's up there either but it's like if you're at pick 13 and you're the jets find a way to move up because like that's a cj stroud like i i think i don't know even I, then I, man no like i don't it, it's, if i'm them I don't want to draft a quarterback though, because then that can, that's another year or two of okay, we got to develop this guy. We've got to build everything around him to make it right. We've got to win game seventeen to fourteen because we're not going to be able to score a ton of points. Like, go get a guy. Trade, swallow your pride. Trade for Derek Carr or sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Do something because relying on young quarterbacks and having to try to develop them and restarting the process has been all they've done for the past decade. Whether it was Sanchez, Geno Smith. Yeah. They drafted Christian Hackenberg in the second round, and he didn't see the field because he couldn't call a play in the huddle. Um, Darnold, Wilson, like this has been a never-ending cycle for the last decade. 
at almost 15 years where now they had a little bit of success with Sanchez, but he was never really the reason that they had success. They had an all world, an all world defense. Um, when he was all downhill since Vinny Testaverde, Chad Pennington for a, for a few minutes. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. The Marshall's one of Marshall's finest. That's yes. Right. So outside of that, you know, they've been in quarterback. Purgatory. <laughs> what? The dart thrower, the precision the dart, dart thrower. thrower. <laughs> they had that one year of Favre where they started off like seven and three and went eight and eight and missed the playoffs. I always black out and forget about the Brett Favre Jets season. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> like I remember there was one game in the Brett Favre Jets season. They wore those awful throwbacks, and he threw like five touchdowns, and two of them were to Jericho Cotchery. And everybody was like, the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. This is the greatest thing ever. And they and, put uh, it on like the makeshift Madden cover. Yes. The first Madden yes. cover had the Packers uniform on. Yeah. They wore those god awful jerseys of like week one or week two, and Madden <laughs> threw that on the cover. And it was like, <laughs> Jesus, that's so funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's um, Zach Wilson, so gosh darn young, but I think you are seeing why he was such a risk, and it was such a volatile season in which he broke out at BYU and, and against yeah. bad teams where he was, you know, able to do a bunch of just schoolyard stuff because he wasn't facing, you know, valiant competition. Um, yeah. Yeah, look. He's makes some fun. He's fun. He could be fun. And he's got a talented he's, arm. He's fun if you're on the other side by watching him run 30 yards backwards and throw it to your safety. Like, yeah, that, I'm sure that's fun for the Patriots who have caught how many interceptions has he thrown to the Patriots in the last two years alone? Because he threw four in the first game last year. He's from he threw three in a game against them this past year. Like that's at least seven in two games that he's just gifted to the Patriots over the last two years. It's there's nothing to be salvaged there, man. I I just don't see it. He came, yeah. The Lions, that Lions game was so freaking eighteen of thirty five for three seventeen. <laughs> but yeah, he, he he had that one throw from the far hash across his body to Uzama, where everybody was like, "Holy shit, we might he, have something." And, and then he had uh, another one that was an end over end. Yes. I saw him and I was like, this is a, this is a freaking experience, man. I don't know. I'd almost ride this out, man. <laughs> just let it, it's fun TV. No, <laughs> got a really good defense. And if you got an NFL street volume two quarterback back there, just kind of throw it. And, Look, uh, man, if, if, what a, what a waste of an elite defense though this year. Yeah, uh, man. If Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen are like, you know, elegant champagne, he is a Bud Light and a Four loco thrown into a beer bong and just seeing where it takes you. Yeah, like, this might date you. He's a Sparks. The, yeah. The 30-plus-year-olds 30 know what I'm talking about. <laughs> just... I unfortunately don't know. What is a Sparks? Enlighten was, me. It was Four loco before Four loco. It was like It was like this... Or it tasted like Sunny D, but it was like an alcoholic energy drink. And I remember, I just remember um, that was my drink when I was 18 and 19 and 20 years old. Pound down four of those and you're kind of space traveling. <laughs> how much alcohol was in those things? Man, I, I think they were solid eight to nine percenters. Like it, sparks. Because <laughs> four locals funny. are like 13, 14. Yeah, those hit the market in 2002. 12% alcohol. <laughs> Dude, I, when I got my first year at CMU, uh, for Loco, that's when they got in trouble where kids were like, Yeah, because they're like dying. And, just like, and then they started selling the cans and the powder that made it crazy. They would just attach to the outside so you could drink it without the powder. You could mix the powder in. Just, uh, yeah, it's a solid. I retired from Four Locos my freshman year of college, and that'll right. never. My end. first weekend, welcome weekend. My first twenty-one-year-old welcome weekend at CMU. I was we we did we each bought like three Four Locos because we were all broke and shit. <laughs> Just and it was like I don't feel good. There's like animals fighting in my head like the next morning. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that was well, the yeah, topic we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to transition from that into the Bengals Ravens because the Bengals are nine and a half point favorites. As I assume Lamar's not playing. I haven't seen the official injury report from Baltimore yet. It sounded like it was a long shot. And I don't know what's happening there. Does Lamar ever play for the Ravens again? Wouldn't that be something? If, here's the thing. If you're a team like possible, 
if you're the if you're a team like the Jets, who that would be crazy if they just made a play and said, no, we're signing Lamar Jackson. We'll give him whatever the hell he wants. We'll give him three hundred million dollars, all guaranteed, if he never plays a snap. Yeah, how many right. first round picks do you want? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's going to be a free agent. So, oh yeah, what? Wait, after this year, he's a free agent. Yeah, but if they don't get a deal, there's no deal that got done. So he's he's his own agent now. Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore could just tag him, I believe. Like, I'll, let me pull up his contract situation on Spot Track. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what you'd have to trade for him, yeah, like that's going to be like, okay, we'll start the bidding at four first round picks. You know, that's not going to be that's going to be a hard, <laughs> a hard bargain to drive. Man, they and cannot so, let him go away. I, I think that would be no. The offense is literally tailor built around him. You can't let him walk. Like it's that would just. I mean, I know the. I, I don't know that. They earned the Ravens without him. Right. <laughs> Just like, all respect to Tyler Huntley. I think he's got a little something too. But um, yeah, he's a he's an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's a problem. It's <laughs> a problem. I mean, I don't know, man. That's a problem. If you're a team like the Jets, who has like we've already touched on all this talent, you add Lamar Jackson to that team. Holy balls, would they be fun? If you're yeah. there's a wild card. If you're a team like the Miami Dolphins, who has all that talent, Lamar Jackson to Miami? Yeah, because we don't know what the heck's going on with Tua. That sounds like a pretty scary situation there, too. It's yeah, I mean, good. three concussions in one year, there's no guarantee that, you know, he's going to, I mean, if he decides, hey, I can't do this again, like. He's going to be under, that's, that's, yeah, that's not a good deal. I, I think that's kind of cruised under the radar, too, a little bit. That's a that's a potentially pretty big freaking story right there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. I would, uh, I would blank check Lamar if I were. I would man. also I blank check Lamar. All of the risks. I understand all of the risks, but if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, to win one Super Bowl, it's like, it's like when people were uh, saying the Rams lost that Matthew Stafford trade because they're having a bad year this year. You dumbasses! They, they won, won a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. They the would absolutely do that trade again. Like, oh my god, golf is younger, he's on a better contract. The Lions won this deal. They won a freaking Super Bowl. That is the goal. If that's not the goal, what are we doing here? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I just think there's a lot of risk with Lamar. It's justifiable, it's verified risk, but like anything you, you want <laughs> from any team in the league, except for like five. <laughs> in a crazy world where Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are like, you know what? Oh God. Let's yeah. go get him. And then Sign they move. Trade, we'll trade Trey Lance. We'll let him drop a walk. We'll give and we'll figure out a way to, you know, play the cap where, you know, we give him, you know, $290 million guaranteed, but a ton of it's just in like a signing bonus where he gets it so it doesn't play against the cap. Like there's a ton of ways that they could do it. And I'll say this. If the 49ers sign Lamar Jackson, let's just <laughs> let's just Let's just see who's going to make it out of the AFC in terms of the Super Bowl team because there is not one defense in the NFL or one overall team in the league that I think could stop all of that. That's literally a Pro Bowl roster that they're throwing out every Sunday saying, good luck, have fun. Watch watch what Lamar Jackson does with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle for 18 weeks. Have fun, NFL. And I'm still thinking about the Jets running RPOs with Brees Hall. Oh, yeah. Lamar, Garrett Wilson running routes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Jets really have something. I, I really, they can't, they, the more I've thought about it, they cannot be conservative at the quarterback. No, they can't. Their, their entire offseason needs to be retaining that defense, retaining the core pieces, and putting everything you have into a new quarterback. Exactly. Just like Indy should, just like, yeah. <laughs> Another wild card, Um, the Titans. Jaguars. Carry them. Carry them. Titans are starting Josh Dobbs at quarterback heading into the final weeks of the season. Let me just tell you this. I know you know Josh Dobbs from the Pittsburgh time. Yeah. Two weeks ago, Josh Dobbs was sitting silently by himself in the Lions locker room on the practice squad, and now he's starting three straight games for a potential playoff team to end the season. The NFL is freaking crazy. It is. Like, crazy. He spent six silent days in isolation in the Lions locker room. Really? I mean, he was there on the practice squad for like a couple, I think it was a week or two. It's hard to forget. And it was whenever Tim Boyle got signed by the Bears, he replaced Boyle and the mm. Tennessee signed him off Detroit's practice squad. And he's already better than Malik Willis. Yeah. Which 
that says a lot about this year's quarterback class where the final pick of the draft has outplayed every other quarterback in terms of Brock Purdy. And Ritter, Ritter's done some things to make me feel like he could still be. I know that you liked Ritter coming out, man. There is nothing there for me. Absolutely oh, yeah. nothing, man. So I feel like he's got a he's, he's like a plus Mariota down the line to me, I feel like, which is he, great. He looks like he could have an AARP card. <laughs> I don't know. He did he, some. I know he's, he's my player. age and he looks 50. Like, I don't he did, think he's thrown a touchdown pass yet either. I don't think so either. That offense is like. Tyler Algiers doing some things in that Arthur Smith offense. Yeah, I mean he's raising some eyebrows, and like Cordero does some some nice stuff every once in a while. But throwing them a little bit. (laughs) They who are they going to throw it to? I know no Pitts and Drake London's Neil. Yeah, no, it's uh, outside of Drake London. Name me a a Falcons receiver. I know I can't. Daryl Hodge. Jesus H. That is such a bad roster. And that dude with the long last name that starts with a Z. <laughs> the dude. Hold on. I'm looking at him. Now I'm just curious. The dude with a last, long last name that starts oh, with a Z. It's not one of the Zilstras, is it? No, they're both in Detroit. Zach Zilstra's in Detroit, too? Yeah. But, uh, not uh, Brandon and Shane Zilstra are in Detroit. I thought that there was a Zach Zilstra, too. <laughs> Maybe there is, is there another Zilster flying around? Oh, uh, let me look. He was on the Panthers last year because I remember he scored like a random touchdown in a game that they weren't supposed to win. It was early on. I can't remember who it was against, but I remember him scoring last year. Olamide oh. Zacchaeus. Yes, thank you. Zacchaeus. That's I'm looking up all the Zilstras right now. This is <laughs> this is the I've got, yeah, Brandon and Shane are both in Detroit. I don't know about the other ones. Brandon Zilstra. Let me pull up his. Uh, was he in Carolina last he year? Was in okay, Carolina that's, last year. that's the first I'm thinking of. I, I didn't know that that uh, he had left. So, yeah, both of them, both of them in Detroit, both Zilstra brothers. Yeah. By the way, it's crazy. I know that we already talked about the lines, but they have like nine tight ends that are just random white dudes that I'm pretty sure just made up. <laughs> that are just made up human beings. One of them catches a touchdown like every other week. Let me. Pull- let me pull up the Brock line. Wright, man. Brock Wright. Yeah, Brock Wright. Who, who the hell is Brock Wright? Brock Wright, baby. Had that game-winning touchdown against the that 52-yarder on fourth and one against the Jets. He had two touchdowns last week. Zilstra had three touchdowns two weeks ago. James Mitchell and Shane yeah. Zilstra. Jason Cabinda, who was a linebacker at Penn State. Now he's a fullback. Now he's a fullback. <laughs> My goodness. Kabinda, yeah. man, Kabinda's their NFLPA rep too. It's like he's a really, he's, he's a, yeah, he's he's awesome, man. Kabinda's awesome. Kabinda's a glue to that locker room. I uh, what was this? In the offseason, I I shot him a DM on Twitter. I was like, hey, I just want to see if you want to come on the show or whatnot. He texted me no lie like a month ago. He's like, dude, I don't check this, but I'm still down. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, we can figure this out. Kabinda's a good talker. He was uh, really really good and emotional about the. Hamlin stuff in the locker room earlier mm. this week too. He's talking about a call with his mom, making sure he's going to be okay out there and stuff like that. And he's a, he's a, he'd be a good he'd be a good get, good get. Duly noted. I will shoot him a text right after this episode is done. Yep. Um, let me see if there's anything else that we actually need to address before um, we covered everything we need to address think, and didn't need to address. I think we have as well. Yeah, minutes we've been in freelance mode. <laughs> the. Uh, the best quarterback matchup of the week, uh, Skyler Thompson against Joe Flacco. Since we've touched a little bit on the Jets and Dolphins, um, Dolphins need a win um, and a little bit of, I believe they need a little bit of help. They need New England to lose, which is, I mean, they're playing the Bills. So they they need to win and then they're basically in as long as Buffalo takes care of business. But Skyler Thompson is is their quarterback. So Kansas State, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I don't even know if I'm being perfectly honest. Couldn't tell you. That was my NFL uh PW or PFWA assigned uh, combine transcript at the combine. Skylar Thompson. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Joe Flacco is on the other side though, because they're not starting Mike White. So Flacco versus Skylar Thompson. Steelers are going to be the biggest Joe Flacco fans, and which is quite the ton of reality. That's probably when that gate might feel like three point dogs. Jets are. Yeah. And I know the Dolphins got a lot of talent, but their defense doesn't. No, their secondary defense doesn't. Is, secondary doesn't. That's going to be like a thirteen to nine Jets win. Yeah, I mean, I'm betting the under. The over under is thirty seven and a half. 
That feels just gross enough to be tricky. So I'm going to just throw a little bit on the under is what I'm deciding to do. I'm about to retire from gambling. It's just been two weeks straight of just one leg misses. Here's the thing. I don't want to hear you complain about gambling when you're making hella money off the fucking Mac for like a month. <laughs> Those Mac Tuesday night games, I came on your show like three weeks in a row, and I'm like, shit. I'm like, making money. I paid like $850 on <laughs> ball stealing football. <laughs> yeah, just like... <laughs> Couple of those disgusting. No, it's been uh, it's been cold though. It's been cold. You know, we Western Michigan. Quick. Western Michigan after me last night in basketball. Couldn't couldn't lose by less Dude, than twenty. College, huh? college basketball. <laughs> I'm absolutely. Oh, that's my no. that's that's my that's the that's my mainframe matrix hookup is the college basketball. We uh yeah no I am cannot cannot I'm say the same. College basketball junkie year round. I cannot say the same, my friend. Um, I don't know if I can name one college basketball player if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Not one? Not Penn, one. Penn State's all right this year. Come on. Good for them, man. I <laughs> couldn't tell you who plays for them. Could not tell you. I'm looking at over-unders for the week before we get out of here. Um, some fun spreads, too. The Falcons are four-and-a-half-point favorites over Tampa Bay just because Brady and everybody aren't going to play. And they stunk when whenever they were all playing. Um, I'm gonna absolutely hammer Colts Texans under 37 and a half. Hmm. That seems like the closest thing to a lock that you could get all week. And that's for the number one pick, I believe, right? Yeah, number one Texans need to lose to keep it. The Bears could potentially sneak up and and get it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Bears have a number one pick to trade because Bryce Young. Uh, if you're the Bears, I mean, are you even trying to win? From, I mean, pr- basically oh not. They're starting, no, they're starting Nathan Peterman, man. They want that number one pick. The, Bear, the Bears are freaking – I mean, the Texans are rotating Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills, so they're not yeah, really trying Yeah, you know that. that they don't want it. And then Nick Foles got thrown out there by the Colts. This Is, is, he, awesome. star- is he the starter again in Indy? I assume so. Yeah, they, they, they Ellinger. Did he get hurt? Oh yeah, they might. Yeah, they might turn to Sam Ellinger again because why not? Enough with this Nick Foles bullshit. Like, no offense to the guy, but it's done, and it was done three stops ago. Like, yeah, just... no, one par- no one has parlayed one magic carpet ride into more money in the history of the world than Nick Foles. Baller, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, <laughs> what a magical. I mean, that'll, uh, that's still one of those. Because what he went after Philadelphia, they still kept him when Wentz was there for a little bit. And then he had another little playoff run where they beat the Bears on the double doink. Um, then from there, he went to Jacksonville and then Chicago. And then there, I think there was at least one more stop in between then and Indianapolis. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of different stops. Fun fact about Nick Foles started his career at Michigan State before transferring to Arizona. Really? <laughs> That's all I got for you. Who's he behind? At Michigan State? Yeah, was he behind Cousins? Oh my God. What? I'm trying to. Because he was drafted, I think he was a rookie in 2012 or for 2011. He was at Michigan State my senior year of high school behind Brian Hoyer, baby. Brian Hoyer. Goodness. God, Foles was at Michigan State my senior year of high school? That dude, how old is Nick freaking Foles? That's what we're ending on is how old Nick Foles is. I'm going to be shocked by that answer, I feel like. I'm actually not shocked by that answer. I'm I'm shocked in the opposite way I thought I was going to be shocked. Okay, so your senior year of high school. I'm older than this prick, and I was just talking about it. I'll say 32. He's 33. That blows 33. Away. I call him a prick just because he's younger than me. And I was talking to like, <laughs> how the hell was I older than him my senior year of high school while he was a freaking freshman at Michigan State? <laughs> like, what happened there? How old were you when you graduated? I was one of the older kids in my class. I was, uh, were you like a year ahead of everybody? Like, did you start late? I was 18 and a half when I graduated. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But what's your birthday? November? December 24th, so I'm kind of a year-end, yeah, Christmas Eve. Oh, you're, I didn't know. You're two days after me. I didn't. We, you're 22nd? Yeah. yeah. 24th, maybe. That's right. I did not know. I've known you for a decent amount of time now, and I feel bad for not knowing that. That's all right. That's all right. I didn't know your birthday either, so that's all right. That's true. You didn't. 
I don't know most people's birthday because I'm not on Facebook much anymore. And that was the only way I kept up with that shit. I think my generation is the generation that like just stays away from Facebook. So I, I don't really use it. I, I respect it. I, I, I went into that too. I, I mm. use it for my post game videos that work makes me do. And that's about it. I know you said you wanted to end on Nick Foles and his age. And that, that is very funny, but I need to ask about your most recent pro wrestling show. Oh yeah. That's last Wednesday, man. It's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, let me. It should be dropping on IWTV independent wrestling app uh, here pretty soon. I'm gonna check, but it was fantastic. It was it was great. The next show is uh, February 10th. Love hurts. Giselle Shaw, Angelina Love, gonna be a top Angelina one. Love. You know what? That was my first wrestling crush back in like late <laughs> 2000s, watching TNA. And be like Angelina Love. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I opened this this past Combat One wrestling show uh, in the ring, doing my best Tony Schiavone with Giselle <laughs> Shaw. And she, she, it was my first interview in the ring like that, and she owned me, owned me like a good heel should, and just like, hey, honey, how about facing the hard cam? And I'm just like, motherfucker, I'm one of the guys that didn't face the hard cam, and I, how many people have I complained about? <laughs> it was awesome. She boom pancaked me in the forehead it was it was good stuff that's awesome i was also like why are we sending the six foot six guy in the ring to do interviews i made her look like she was four foot tall i was gonna say anybody that you interview is gonna look minuscule no it was great it was great it was uh round two headlined by rhino and anderson uh there was some there was a hockey town street fight with darren mccarty's the special guest enforcer it was uh it was a good time the next show's Next show, yeah, February 10th, already coming up, month away. But yeah, independentwrestling.tv, Combat One Wrestling. It's $10 a month to get access to more than just that. There's thousands of promotions. There's hundreds of shows every single week. It's uh, it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, if you want to hear me uh, call a wrestling show, that's where you find that. Combat One Wrestling, baby. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, it's always good talking to you. We'll do this more throughout the playoffs and whatnot. If we're lucky, the Detroit Lions will be in it if they get a, if they get a win and a little bit of help. Um, regardless, hell of a regular season thus far. And uh, in terms of like how many appearances you've had, this is definitely like I'm glad that I got to spend it with you, and I'm glad yeah. that we, that we keep doing this. Oh yeah, me too, man. That's uh, I'll, I always try and find a way to say yes to you. You do, you do. And I say I, no. I find a way to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I greatly appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we'll get into the playoffs. It's going to be a fun time, fun weekend. We got Chiefs Raiders today at four, and then we got Jaguars Titans tonight. The Josh Dobbs Bowl. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to wear my Fred Taylor jersey. <laughs> oh man, I don't have any. Oh wait, that's a lot. I've got. Yeah, I was going to say you got a little. Yes. Oh, Jacksonville win the AFC South. And My make least life favorite great. football helmet of all time. That's why I bought it because it's so atrocious. It is so bad. Look at this horrible, horrible. The Jaguars display. were my Madden team for like the first 20 years of my Madden existence. And the second they started that freaking helmet, I started moving the team to Toronto or picking somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> There's no better way to end the show on the bad Jaguars helmet. Um, <laughs> Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, we'll def- we'll do this again soon. Thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy the final week of the regular season. This is the bump fake. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.